Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Two powerful members of Congress demand answers about official unpaid time federal employees spend on union political business. Senator Ron Johnson and Representative Trey Gowdy, chairman of their respective government affairs committees, send a letter to 10 large department heads asking how they manage official time requests. The letter references an Office of Special Counsel investigation into abuse of unpaid official time at the Postal Service. Members of the House Homeland Security Committee want to know why DHS's migration to a single performance and learning management system has hit so many hurdles. The DHS Inspector General in June said the system was the textbook definition of waste for spending $24 million on a program which doesn't yet meet operational standards. Congressman Scott Perry and Luke Correa sent a letter to DHS earlier this month asking if the department expects any further delays or cost overruns in getting the performance management system operational. Lawmakers want DHS to answer by yesterday. A DHS-ran panel sounds the alarm for the nation's cybersecurity vulnerability. In a new report, the National Infrastructure Advisory Council says there is a narrow and fleeting window of opportunity to prevent a 9-11-level cyber attack. It lists several recommendations to government and industry, including creating a public-private expert exchange program. The Army is mobilizing its biggest ever reserve cyber task force. 138 National Guardsmen are supporting U.S. Cyber Command as of August 14th. The task force will carry out cyber missions. It's part of the 41 teams the Army is providing to build Cybercom cyber mission forces. The Navy relieves the commander of its 7th fleet after a string of at-sea accidents in the eastern Pacific. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has details. This weekend's collision involving the USS John McCain was only the latest incident in the Japan-based 7th Fleet's area of operations. All told, there have been four collisions since January, including two fatal ones that claimed the lives of 17 U.S. sailors. The commander of the Navy's Pacific Fleet is on his way to Japan to formally relieve Vice Admiral Joseph Akoin of his duties as 7th Fleet commander, signaling a loss of confidence in his ability to lead. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. 15 different FOIA regulations, 21 different privacy rules. It's no wonder the Defense Department's task force to reduce unnecessary regulations is expecting a busy two years. DOD is reviewing 716 regulations as part of the White House's mandate to reduce the regulatory burden on citizens and businesses. Of those 716, 350 are acquisition-related. DOD expects to submit recommendations to OMB on an ongoing and regular basis in an effort to shrink their regulatory footprint. The Social Security Administration plans to spend almost $8 billion on IT services over the next 10 years. The Social Security Administration chose three vendors to modernize its back office and mission-critical systems. Northrop Grumman, CGI Federal, and Lidos won distinct but related contracts, each worth between $2 billion and $3 billion over the next 10 years. SSA wants vendors to help them move to the cloud, use Agile or DevOps, and take advantage of data analytics across multiple systems and platforms. The agency says through this contract it will build the future information systems architecture to better meet the requirements of the agency and the citizens it serves. I'm Jason Miller. Federal grant-making programs and procurement offices get some help adopting the Data Act. The White House recommends three steps to help. An Office of Management and Budget report calls for continued standardization of data using auto-populating technology and employing IT open standards so it's easier to develop new digital tools. The report builds on the May 2017 Data Act rollout within agencies. Customs and Border Protection tests a system to speed up the return of Americans who visit Canada. More from Tom Temin in today's management report. Tourists who cross Lake of the Woods from Minnesota into Ontario no longer have to traipse to a CBP outlying reporting station before they return to any of six fishing resorts on the U.S. side. The agency launches a pilot program that lets anglers use a tablet app to report their arrival and travelers speak with federal agents using video conferencing. Up next, a smartphone version. 
I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.